Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue our study of Acts with chapter 6, verses 1 and 2. First, we're going to take a step back and study the big picture of how Acts fits into crucial transitions found in Scripture. Second, we will take a look at how the apostles handled the need when it was discovered that the widows of Hellenistic Jews were being overlooked in the daily distribution of food. Please listen to Pastor Jim as he teaches today's slice of this week's message entitled, The Infant Church Takes First Steps, Part 1. But that original group of 120 has grown more than a hundredfold. Okay, so just imagine Heritage Bible Church is here today. We already need two services. Imagine if instead of the 300 people we were, imagine if we were, oh, I know, say this fall, 30,000. That's the magnitude of the management problem that needed to be dealt with. It's like the difference between you operate your own home, you have your own family, uh, you know where the kids' bedrooms are, you try to put the same number of kids to bed each night, you, you, you keep track of them, you feed them, you pay the bills, you do all of that. Well, if imagine just in, in a matter of weeks or months, suddenly your home has to take care of several hundred people. That's the magnitude. A huge part of the testimony of the early church was how rigorously, relentlessly, daily they cared for one another. Jesus said before He went to the cross, they'll know you're My disciples if you have love for one another. That was happening. Now, remember this statement from immediately after the salvation of those first 3,000 souls, Acts 2.42, they were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Now, there were only 12 apostles until Paul was brought in. They were given revelation from God. Their teaching was crucial. It was foundational. Ephesians 2 says the church is built on the foundation of the apostles and the, and the prophets. They diligently taught the ever-growing numbers of people in the temple. And it says they went from house to house as well. It wasn't all public proclamation. There was a lot of personal interaction. And so they needed to prioritize according to their abilities and their calling. Now, it's a very good thing to feed hungry people. Galatians 6 says, don't grow weary in, in caring for each other and doing good deeds for each other. It's a very good thing for believers to share meals together. It's a very good thing to pay special attention to the needs of widows and orphans as a subcategory. But it's not possible to teach full-time, be devoted daily to prayers, 
and to reason with people about the gospel day in, to day, day in and day out, and also to handle the hard work of distributing and serving food. So, chapter 6, verse 2. So, the twelve summoned the congregation of the disciples and said, it is not desirable for us to neglect the Word of God. This is the apostles, the leaders, prioritizing. Those are the right priorities for the apostles. Again, as we see the fullest expression of life in the church fleshed out in the writings of the Apostle Paul, he relates the very same priorities for the men who followed the apostles and became the elders of the local churches. Again, that same chapter, 1 Timothy 5, he says, the elders who rule well are to be considered worthy of double honor, especially those who work hard at preaching and teaching. You see the transition that we mentioned there from Jesus to His agents? And, and Jesus sent out the twelve two by two, then He sent out seventy two by two. He was, he was talking about the, the spreading and the multiplying of the oversight of, uh, of the ministry, but especially those who work hard at preaching and teaching are to be considered worthy of double honor, which is financial support. So as the various parts of your body serve different functions, each one has to do the, same, do the thing that's designed to do. Same is true with the church. And the apostles set the pattern of prioritizing that is to be followed in every congregation. Now, I said we're going to go two and a half points. I'll nibble at the next one. A need arises and the leaders prioritize. Thirdly, the leaders propose a plan. What we're about to see is a New Testament application of the principle that was taught to Moses by his father-in-law, Jethro. It's recorded in Exodus 18. The idea is that the weight of responsibility of leading and judging wisely will crush any one person. And it was crushing Moses. His father-in-law counseled Moses to build a team to do triage on the things that were coming to him and to teach the team to handle the routine things so that only the most crucial matters could come to him. That's exactly what the 12 apostles did. When it came to the excellent ministry to widows, the excellent ministry of prayer, the excellent ministry of teaching and preaching the Word of God, the plan proposed by the Twelve did not minimize any of those things. It did, they did not blow off the complaint. They handled it. And it also kept their priorities in place. So, verses 3 and 4. Therefore, brethren, select from among you, these are the apostles speaking, seven men of good reputation, full of the Spirit and of wisdom, whom we may put in charge of this task. But we will devote ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the Word. Now, I realize fully that we have been devouring much longer sections recently in Acts. I want full credit for having dealt with 32 verses last week. And one time I did a whole chapter in Acts. But I don't want to hurry through this passage because there's going to be so many things here that will connect so directly to us. On our next visit to Acts, we're going to see how to apply these priorities and the same principles that the apostles applied, and we'll explore how best to make them work in the ongoing life of Heritage Bible Church where we are members of one another. But I want you to see where this is headed. So I'm going to give you a preview of the rest of this chapter. 
We're going to see the standards, the standards set for determining who should be entrusted with any kind of oversight of uh, serving in the church. And then we'll see how it played out. I think the formula is membership plus leadership plus fellowship plus integrity with the right priorities equals powerful collective testimony. So verses 5 and 6. The statement found favor with the whole congregation, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit, and Philip, Procurus, Nicanor, Timon, Parmenas, and Nicholas, a proselyte from Antioch. And these they brought before the apostles, and after praying, they laid their hands on them. Now, we're going to see how God continued to multiply the number of Christians. We'll take a different look at um, these extra special conversions of some priests and how one of the new leaders blossomed spectacularly. Look at verses 7 and 8. The Word of God kept on spreading, and the number of the disciples continued to increase greatly in Jerusalem, and a great many of the priests were becoming obedient to the faith. One chapter after they were trying to kill the apostles. And Stephen, full of grace and power, was performing great wonders and signs among the people. Now, he's not even an apostle. And yet God allowed him to do some of the signs of an apostle. Well, no surprise when that happened, the enemy of Christ formulated a new attack on this group, verses 9 through 15. But some men from what is called the synagogue of the freedmen, sorry, Scott, freedmen, not freemen, some men from what was called the synagogue of the freedmen, including both Cyrenians and Alexandrians, and some from Cilicia and Asia, rose up and argued with Stephen. But they were unable to cope with the wisdom and the spirit with which he was speaking. Then they secretly induced men to say, We have heard him speak blasphemous words against Moses and against God. And they stirred up the people, the elders and the scribes, and they came up to him and dragged him away and brought him before the council. Oh, don't they love doing that? They put forward false witnesses who said, this man incessantly speaks against this holy place and the law. For we have heard, them say, heard him say that this Nazarene, Jesus, will destroy this place and alter the customs which Moses handed down to us. And fixing their gaze on him, all who were sitting in the council saw his face like the face of an angel. Ooh, and chapter 7 is awesome. But we're not done with chapter 6. And let's pray. Our Father, thank you for this new life we have in Christ. We were dead in our trespasses and sins, but you... You made us alive in Christ. That's all for your glory. We thank you not only for our new life, we thank you for one another. We thank you for faithful leaders who through the centuries have made sure that this, that this glorious message of the gospel was passed down to us. We pray that you will continue to multiply the number of disciples even around here as we see in the book of Acts. Father, we pray that You will keep raising up leaders of, of good reputation, full of the Spirit and of wisdom. I pray that You will place in every one of us the desire for greater service and greater um, ways to minister to one another and to see Your church built up for Your glory. 
In Jesus' name, amen. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.